Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Rich Dotson. He's Garrett Price. Yeah, I am. It's just the two of us again. Oh, yeah. Back. Like I said yesterday, the same clothes we were yesterday, <laughs> which will always be the case because we will always do these shows. Should we do a wardrobe change like right in between? No, now that would be stupid. <laughs> that would like, be stupid. If anybody ever made a comment on YouTube and was like, hey, why are you guys in the same clothes you wore yesterday? I'd be like, because we recorded this show right after that show <laughs> immediately afterwards. That's why. Maybe I'll just change clothes like six times during the show. Just keep every few minutes, just different outfit. If we ever... uh if we were to put a whole bunch of content, we probably would be like, hey, we should probably like change shirt systems. Like, <laughs> I would see now it's funny because we were talking about like before, like <laughs> how like I know I would never get embarrassed about something. And then it's uh-huh. kind of like I would like that I would feel pretty stupid about. Like I'm doing wardrobe changes to make it look like I recorded a podcast on a different day. <laughs> on a different day. Outside of just saying, yeah, dude, I recorded back to back. Like what do, you, what do we do? I mean, recorded what we do. six YouTube episodes today. What's the problem? Now, if we did the nerd herd show, and that was on tape, then that'd be a different outfit because it's a different day. But these two shows we record on the same day, back-to-back days, just release them on different days. So, all right. So today we're doing cells, though. So enough about our wardrobe malfunctions, uh, me and Jan Jackson over here. And let's talk about some cells. And, you know, I don't know about you. All my guys, both my guys are old. So <laughs> no, one of mine are young. One of mine, I love mine are old. Mine are old. I love one of your cells. I don't love the other one. So I don't know if you're doing tight ends or wide receivers first, but we'll get into which one I like and which one I don't of yours. Attention, dynasty nerds. Want to play dynasty like a pro? Check out FFPC, where serious dynasty leagues have thrived since 2010. You can dive into a world of over. 1,500 leagues with stakes ranging from $100 all the way up to an elite $5,000 league. FFPC isn't just a game, it's a community. With unique formats like TriFlex and year-round trading, it keeps the fantasy spirit alive all year. Here's my favorite thing about FFPC leagues. They stand the test of time. They've never had a single dynasty league fold thanks to their orphan season. When you join an FFPC league, you can count on it staying around. They've completely revamped their dynasty for sale pages now on the web and app, making it easier to scout and snag the perfect dynasty team. Have you ever dreamed of turning a diamond in the rough into a champion? FFPC. See, Orphans offers that exact thrill. Join the ranks of savvy managers at FFPC. Use our code NERDS for $25 off. Visit myffpc.com. Explore the dynasty landscape. Find your next challenge. The FFPC, where your dynasty journey begins. Remember, that's code NERDS for your special discount on your next league. Guys, I got to tell you about my friends at Underdog Fancy. Right now, they have the pre-NFL Draft 2024 Best Ball is live on Underdog. Draft your favorite rookie sleepers you've discovered in the Dynasty Nerds film room. Play in $3 contest all the way up to $1,000 contest. Draft your team and never worry about setting a lineup. 
You need to get in on this action ASAP. Sign up at Underdog with the promo code NERDS. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 for new members only. And yes, Dynasty Nerds is still giving new users new users, a free NerdHerd and Dynasty GM annual bundle membership with your deposit of $10 or more at Underdog by using that promo code NERD. So you get all our tools, all access to the NerdHerd by putting a $10 deposit down in there. Your Dynasty Nerds promo code will be sent by email within 48 hours of sign up. New members only. Must be 18 plus, 19 plus in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 plus in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concern with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Tennessee, 1-800-889-9789. All right, so I'm going to dive in here first, my wide receiver. And the what what makes it tough about this player is how he finished the year. So okay, this is the one I don't like. So I'm curious to see your reasoning. It's Stefan Dix. When I got done doing everything I had to do in my time, I'm like, man, this is, this is tough to put out there because it's going to be hard to get fair value on Diggs on perceived for perception of like what he just did. You can't use a selling point like, oh, when it switched over to Joe Brady, that's when his numbers dipped. No, that's when his numbers were bad. He was still doing bad before Joe Brady. And this is a guy, you know, when you look at overall finish, he had 107, cat, 107 catches. He finished 13th overall in yards. He had 1,183 yards. And he dominated early in the season. I mean, he was on pace for over, like, what, 1,700 yards, I think, is on pace for. In total, he had 107 catches, like I said, 1,183 yards, eight touchdowns, and that was all at 23. But, you know, the bad side was the second half of the year where he had pretty much 49 catches, 620 yards, and five scores. Uh, those all had happened in the first six weeks of the season. He didn't have any 100-yard games after week six. He had four games where he didn't even score 30 yards, uh, multiple games under 50 yards. In the playoff games, he had 52 yards, 21 yards, He's older. You know, I mean, this is a player who's turning 30 this year. And I think the selling point is, I think the problem is that you probably can't sell digs right now unless somebody's trying to get value out of them. But at the same time, I mean, digs isn't going anywhere. Like he's in Buffalo. Brandon Bean just doubled down on Stefan Diggs the other day. He said, this is our number one guy. We're going to make it work. He He's good enough. And, I would not be surprised if Diggs comes out and does well next year. But these are the kind of players that like you just don't want to miss the boat on the floor falling out from under. So you like this might be a deal like where like you go get like my my buy after yesterday's episode, Marvin Mims. Like, hey, I'll give you Stefan Diggs. I want Marvin Mims plus. Like now what that plus is, I'm not gonna sit here and talk about this player plus for digs because every league's different. Every team that has digs is going to have a different roster. So you're going to have to see what that plus is on that roster that fits your team. But I kind of feel Garrett about this where like, I'm somewhat comfortable even taking like a small loss on it. Like okay. we're like, I lose to trade. If I can get youth and a player, the least of that, I like if I can get, you know, if I'm into the, if I wasn't a contender, if I'm not a contender, if I wasn't a contender 
if I can get into the back end of the first and just get a first straight up for Diggs and get an upside receiver, I'm there because, like I said, he's not going anywhere. Like he's under contract. He just signed that contract extension for twenty in twenty twenty two. So technically, he's under contract to twenty twenty six, and they don't have an out until after this year. But even after this year, Garrett, it's a $22.247 million dead cap hit. And he's making $18 million. Yeah. So, and those those numbers, when you say, oh, we'll take the cap hit and just be fine with it. Cap hits like that are cool to take when you're just, you're rebuilding, you're restructuring your roster. The bills are not in that situation. The bills no. are not a team that can just go ahead and eat $23 million in dead cap. So the odds of Stephon Diggs being on the Buffalo Bills for the next two years with Josh Allen are extremely high. Like they're very high percentile. <laughs> Everything I'm saying is saying this guy's a buy almost. And, and I think that's my that's my my thing with this is I think he's actually a buy at this point because honestly, he's still gonna be in a good situation. He's still a good receiver. I don't think he's fallen off the face of the earth. I think we just kind of need to st- get him a little bit more help with Kincaid emerging a little bit more, the coverage, not shifting to him a little bit more. Like, I think that's the thing. And his, his, uh, his value has dropped so much in the eyes of, of most people, honestly, that I, I do. I think he's, I think he's kind of gotten to that point where he's actually a buy. So (laughs) that's why I had a a issue with it. Not because I I don't agree that he's fallen off and he's lost value. I just think there's a chance that, he gains value over the next year or so or not I shouldn't even say gains but maintains like I don't think the bottom is really dropping out for him so that's why I didn't love the digs one personally I I, just, I don't love the turmoil the fact that he is tied to Josh Allen and honestly Garrett I mean he's due in 2024 his cap number in 2024 is 27.8 million dollars a lot so you feel like anything they'd like restructure his deal and make it out even more like that, like put that money out even more. So he's really tied into the team over that deal. It's just, I am, I am just so worried about like Diggs has got that like diva personality where things don't go right. Like he can get like real, he can get sideways. I know he says he wants to be in Buffalo again. He's not going anywhere in Buffalo. His contract becomes fully guaranteed in March 17th. And even after like 2024 going to 25 and 2026, where he's making $18 million, then he has a 13 million dead cap uh, money uh, on a $19 million salary in 2026. So it's kind of like at some point they'd probably have to eat something. So you're right. There's a better chance he probably regains value. So maybe this is more of a, not a sell in January, but Maybe this turns into wait till let's week see, four or five. And yeah, then, like same as that thing where like he started off real hot this year. Like weeks one through six was on pace for over 1,700 yards. Like week three, week four, somebody's going to need a receiver, a receiver go down and then get out from digs because then he's going to be going in the 31 year season. Sure. We, you know, and then you're kind of protecting yourself from, you know, another second half fall off. And then even if he doesn't, hopefully you'd get that first half of the season by, but maybe like this is a player. Then you put a note on your, on your diet, wherever you put your dynasty notes, it's going, Hey, come week four, 
week five, I've got to do everything I can to get Stefan Diggs off my roster, right? Like I like to put notes sometimes like in my phone, mm-hmm. like on players like that, like, Hey, you know, come week four and week five, I'll put alert on my phone. Like I'll see what week four is to start the NFL season. I'll put alert in my calendar. Like I'll do it now. Like I've never been in conversation saying, okay, check dig status, whatever. If he's doing well, be aggressive on the cell, see what you can do and get out from under him. Just as like a reminder, I might still remember, but I, I just, I've, I've seen this kind of story play out before, you know, like the Julio sure. Joe, like all these good veteran under Johnson's, these good veteran receivers that they hit 31 and same thing. They even start the year off hot and all of a sudden starts to slow down a little bit. And after that slowdown, it just never picks back up. Like it just yeah. never for, for some reason, like that wall just hits. And I know I kind of talked myself into like, he's, he's the buy, but for me, I still feel very comfortable on trying to sell it. Honestly, I have him in a league. I have him with Josh Allen. He was somebody that I considered this with last year, but I ran into the problem of you need him. No, he started playing really bad. Oh. So like, it didn't work out because I was like, I need to add more depth to my roster. I was like, I'm going to use Diggs as my depth player. Like he's my oldest receiver. He was my best receiver, but I was like, yes, this is great. Like he's about to be 31 next year, going into next year. So like, this is, um, this is time for me to get out from Stefan Diggs. Like I, I keep track of those players on my, my teams when they get out of those receivers at 29, 30 years old. Here's a couple recent out. trades. Tell me what you think about, uh, these trades that you can find in the Dynasty GM under the trade browser. These are in super flex leagues. Would you rather have Stefan Diggs and Kirk Cousins, or would you rather have Jonathan Taylor? In super flex? Mm-hmm. It's close. I'd probably take Kirk Cousins and Stefan Diggs. Okay. But really uh, close. Uh, uh, Stefan Diggs? Or three twenty-four seconds. Now it's tough. We don't know exactly what pick it is, but three twenty-four seconds. Depends where my team is. Like if I'm okay. rebuilding, I'd probably take the seconds, the three seconds. Um, okay. But that's tough. Now I'd probably still lean. Like again, I'd rather just hold off the in season and gamble there and get a first. Like okay. I'd rather just hold off. Uh, last one: Stefan Diggs for Amari Cooper. I'd really have Mari Cooper. Okay. Mari Cooper's coming off the best year he's ever had uh, in football. Still, still, he looked absolutely dynamic last year outside that heel injury. He's going to be in the Browns next year. He's guaranteed $24 million this year. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's for sure going to be on the roster as well. He's a number one receiver with a healthy Deshaun coming back. New offensive coordinator. Uh, we'll see Nick Chubb back at some point. I still expect the Browns to add another receiver there. So I think I think Amari Cooper, he was close to being one of my buys. I, okay. I love Marvin Mims as my favorite buy, but Mar- Amari Cooper fell in that too for where his ADP is. I think he's a, a, a low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two that you can get for in dynasty value ridiculous you know for very very good value and yeah. him and Diggs are close but amari cooper's younger than Diggs as well so i would take amari cooper there is he? pretty easily yeah i don't i don't know if he is is it doesn't i think he turns 31 this year and cooper turns 30 this year okay that might be true so there might be a year difference between them 
and, and trust me, when you're at this back end, every year counts. It's uh, like, that is, that's a fair point. That's a fair it's point. Like, it's like when you're 99 and you wake up, you're like, yes, I'm 100. <laughs> All right. I, told, I, told, I asked myself at the time, I was like, I was like, what age am I going to be when the morning comes? I wake up and I'm just like, I look around and I'm like, yeah, still here, baby. <laughs> just, just excited to wake up. I mean, I, to, to be fair, I'm excited to wake up now, but it sure. is something you take, you know, you take for granted. You know, you're like, sure. ah, I gotta go to work. <laughs> like, yeah, no, hundred percent. I'll be uh, retired by 40 years by then. Hey guys, let me tell you about our friends at sleeper. Guess what? Our app is the mini is live Ooh. on sleeper right now. The dynasty so GM, pretty. you use the analyzer, that you can use nice. the, uh, the, the trade calculator. And my favorite thing is the inbox, right? Where all your trades from all your sleeper leagues are right there. You can actually push trades through the actual sleeper at. And right now we could be more excited to be partners with them. And right now, if you don't know, they are doing DFS. And I know how many people that play dynasty play DFS as well. And right now there's not a better place to play DFS than sleeper. They're offering up to a hundred times their, your entry, the highest payout in the whole DFS market right now. You can track your fantasy players and your sleeper picks in real time. All you gotta do is choose two to eight of your favorite players from pregame live in-game, or even across different sports. Pick more or less than the predicted stats, and only on Sleeper you can get up to 100 times your payout. You can share with your friends and get rewarded together. Make sure you use that promo code NERD so our friends know that friends sent them their way. Ooh, um, no way. <laughs> and get your deposit match and Friendly. have a good time. You know, have all your DFS, all of your fantasy leagues, and now even a Dynasty GM in one spot is fully operational inside Sleeper right now. And then when you're a NerdHerd member, you get that full access to that. And remember, you also want to download the Dynasty Nerds app because they're both in there. Check it out. Check our friend Sleeper. Check out our DFS. Use that promo code NERDS. Get your whole estate <laughs> All right. Well, let's get, to, uh, let's get to my cell here. This one, this one feels tough for me, but I was trying to think of who's a player that I can get quite a bit for that I just feel like their value is inflated. And the player I kind of came away with, and part of this, I'll give you a little bit of credit here, Rich, was, was talking about the Dolphins offense. And I'm selling Jalen Waddle, And... I know that the the biggest thing that people are going to say is, well, what happens if Tyreek Hill retires? Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But I can't live on if, ands, buts, and how far away it's going to be. I can't live on that. Right now, Jalen Waddle is currently wide receiver eight. So he is still easily, easily being treated as a top 10 wide receiver one type of player. And there's even people that'll put them, you know, sneak them ahead of Olave, which they're back to back in our, our nerds ADP. So they'll sneak them ahead of Olave. Some might even take them ahead of Garrett Wilson uh, as wide receiver six. So you can find them really anywhere in that range. My issue is, are we going to get wide receiver production, wide receiver one production out of a guy? like Jalen Waddle. So this past year, uh, Jalen Waddle, let's see. Jalen Waddle now, he did miss a few games, 
but he was wide receiver 34 on the season. Uh, he missed three games on the year. So obviously that played into it, but on a points per game basis, he's like wide receiver 21, 22. Like he, he still didn't have a fantastic season, but that's not even the biggest thing for me. The biggest thing for me is that he is not a player that I can trust week in, week out. Even last year. So let's go back to 2022. And he had a very good season. Wide receiver eight on the year. But here's his stat line. First three weeks, gangbusters. 17.7, 40.1, The next two weeks. And these this is in PPR. 5.9, 5.3. Then we're then we're back up again. We're looking good. We're at 16.9, 12.8, 30.6, 19.5. Then over his next four games, only 10.6, 13.5 is okay. Then 1.9, 5.4. Back up into the 20s for the next two games, down to eight, 10. Like the consistency level with Jalen Waddle, even in his wide receiver one season was all over the map. If I'm in best ball, I'm cool with that. I have no issue with that. But he wasn't even able to put up those type of numbers this season. I don't know if this is a regression for him. I don't know if it was an emphasis on Tyreek Hill. But this season, he didn't even really have those big games. He had only two games all season over 20 points. Two. That's it. Several games under 10. Because uh, he only played, let's see, 14 games of the 17. Yeah. And he still had one, two, three, four, five games, four games under under 10 points. So you're not giving me even the high ceiling as often. And we're still valuing him there. And look, I, I get it. We can't base everything on what they've done before. We have to plan ahead. We have to speculate out. I get all that. I'm just not confident. That if I'm going to pay wide receiver one prices, that I can consistently get wide receiver one value. Even if you give me somebody that's averaging a point less per game, but they're over 10 every week, give me that all day. So for me, I know he's a good player. I know he's tied to an exciting offense, but I feel like this is one of those players that you can sell kind of high and get very similar production out of several other players. Yeah, I'm a big Jalen Waddle fan, so like I'm not in on this. I wouldn't be selling Jalen Waddle. Um, really like his game. Think he's super talented. Did did struggle this year uh, from overall fantasy football production guy. You know, after coming off back to back years where he's a top ten fantasy receiver as a rookie and as a sophomore, so he had that junior slump. Um, looking for him to rebound. I think we'll know more um, after this season. But again, I mean, then. You know, there's a chance for you to lose value on Jalen Waddle if that's the case, but I think he rebounds in 2024. I think he's a very dynamic player. Uh, I think his shelf, I, I would sell this. I do think his uh, shelf life is shorter than most long-term, like number one receivers. Definitely the way his game is predicated is on, which is like he dominates with speed. So he's definitely a player that I would have earmarked as somebody I'd want to get out from probably you know, probably two to three years from now. But right now, like same thing, like I'd, I'd be worried I'm selling at a low mark on a player that 
I, lo- I really liked his college tape a ton, and I loved what he's done his first two years in the NFL and the opportunity that Tyreek Hill will <laughs> retire after this season. And, and that's very well a possibility, but, but you were talking about consistency and your frustrations with Jamar Chase. This is Jamar Chase 2.0. I oh, mean, yeah, he's no Anthony Richardson. Yeah, he's no, he's got no Anthony Richardson level consistency. So let me ask you this. He is currently, like I said, wide receiver eight. If I if I dip down into our wide receivers 13 through 17. Wide receivers 13 through 17. If you could get an okay plus, let's say second round pick, something like that, would you take any of these players with a second round pick? Or would you rather have Jalen Waddle? Devontae Smith, Drake London, DJ Moore, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman. Yeah, I would take all those guys in a second. Yes. And that's the thing for me. If I can, you know, because in a startup right now, Jalen Waddle's going 212. All of those guys are going in the fourth round. Those are all fourth round picks. You can, if you drop two rounds in a startup, you're getting a second you better be getting a first, you know, if you're going to do that. Now, I don't know if you'll be able to do that in a straight up trade, but in a startup, you could probably get a first to drop two rounds. So that's the kind of move that I'm looking to make. It's not that I think Jalen Waddle is a bad player. I just think you can save some money or not money, but you, you can save value and get very similar production and get something else on top. If you take one of yeah. those types of guys, so you're on the same boat. I was last week. Like I love both my cells. It's just, I thought like, Hey, this is a lateral move. Same thing with like you move these guys for the slight perceived down tick plus a little bit on top. So I, I, for what that trade. Yeah. Like I would love to get Michael Pittman jr. I would love to get TJ more. I'm, uh, I'm a massive team. Yeah. I, and I have been during this breakout year. I've been on TJ Moore since his rookie year. I love that guy. I got so many shares. So like if I can get TJ Moore plus a second, a hundred percent. If I can get Devontae Smith plus a second, yeah, I would do it. So all those guys. I the one guy that I might be hesitant on to do that, I think I now that I'm thinking about it is like Brandon Brand Ayuk. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I think we're we're talking about almost the same player. Yeah. Sure. Like that makes sense. So like Yeah, that's fair. Almost, and I think like I think Waddle offers a higher ceiling than Ayuk because of the less that's around him. Um, sure. So we'll see. Because I mean, they paid Debo big money, the Tockets inside money. They got to sign Brock Purdy. Like, is there going to be money for Brandon Ayuk? You know, definitely yeah, with well, Christian see, McCaffrey and in that defense they have too. Like, I don't know if there'll be money for Ayuk. Who knows yeah. how they work it out? So uh, overall, I love it as a lateral move. How you presented it. Okay. Fair. All right. All right, so for my tight end sell, like I know that again, this is an older player and it might seem like like a chalk talk, but if you look at ADP, and current ADP right now, this guy is tight end two overall, then this is a player that if I had any shares across the board, I am a 100% selling. And that's Travis Kelsey. This is somebody who is 34 years old. And I know, listen, he just came out and said, dude, I'm I'm playing. I have no urge whatsoever to quit. Like, I don't plan on quitting anytime soon. Kudos, Kels. Kudos. Love you. All-time first ballot Hall of Famer. Love seeing my buddy up there in the box with Taylor Swift uh, celebrating. He's super good friends with Travis Kelsey. Um, but he's 34 years old. 
He turns 35 October 5th. Like that's, that's unprecedented for, you know, any receiver slash running back to produce at a high level. And, you know, he, he produced at a high, another high level again this year, except for when he mattered most, which was the playoffs, the yep. fancy playoffs this year, 7.8 points, 9.4, 4.6. Had a good, some good playoff games, but those were somewhat depressing in PPR leagues. And right now, this is strictly on this might be, and if this isn't the last year, then next year is for sure. But like, I'm not risking it for where Travis Kelsey is. The fact that, you, you know, this is even a even a quarterback, like I'm considering this offers. Like what you can get for a tight end, arguably the greatest fantasy tight end of all time. And Travis Kelsey, these are all recent trades in the, in, in the trade finder that I saw. And these are all after the season. So the season's over with. In Superflex, uh, he went, this, this is the most recent trade on January 16th. He went for a 24 first. And another Superflex league, he went, he, uh, it was Kyle Pitts and Javante Williams for Kamara, Kelsey, and a third. Well, somebody did and, a great job at getting younger there. Yeah, great job. In another league, he went for a 25 first. In another league, he went for, it was Kelsey and a fourth for T Higgins in a PPR league. So he is still being perceived by ADP and the Dynasty trade finder as a top two, top three overall fantasy tight end. And he finished his tight end three this year, which is great. But you're talking very, very, very small window here of production because unless he's the greatest outlier of all time for him pr to produce again, he's going to be 35 October 5th. So when the, when the season's a month in he's 35 and then a year after that is going to be 36. Like it's just going to be hard for him to, and he's had a lot of surgeries. He's had a lot of things taken care of and Odds here all working again. He's so due. And I don't want to put that mojo on anybody, but this is one player, Gary. And, and when I'm saying I'm a contender, I don't like to mess with my roster. This is one player, even if I just won the championship or I feel like I'm close, I can't pass up on that value. I feel like I'm doing a, a disservice to my team long-term on, I'm getting rid of a guy like Travis Kelsey. And, and, and to be realistic, like, when he's scoring, what was Travis? I mean, what his, his, his points per game was Travis Kelsey scoring this year. He averaged fourteen point six points per game. If I can, if I could bump down to uh, a Cole Komet and lose that four points per game, but then get like a T Higgins or a first round pick, and on top of that, like I could live with that. If I have to bump down to a Dallas Goddard at nine point seven, you know, and drop down five points per game. I feel like whatever I can do, like whoever's my number two tight end is, I feel like whatever I get in return could probably give me pretty close to offset that 14 points per game, right? Like if I get in T Higgins, like that one person did, T Higgins probably gonna go sign somewhere as a number one receiver and probably gonna get you anywhere from 12 to 14 points per game. If I go out there and, and get a first round pick and get a receiver with upside, then I'll take that in place. But this is a player where I feel like if we don't make this move now, it's only going to get worse. And I feel like even the longer you wait going into this season, like people, the, 
the more people realize, well, yeah, Travis, yeah, Travis, because he's also come up with some big playoff games, right? Where he just scored a couple touchdowns. Yep. He just scored two touchdowns too. So like people are like, yeah, it's still Travis Kelsey. He's back. But when people are looking at rosters and looking at trades like later in the year and they're going, oh, you're sending me Travis Kelsey? Like he's going to be 35 years old. Uh, I don't know if I want to give you T Higgins. He just signed that deal. Like <laughs> he's the number one receiver now in Arizona or wherever he's going to go. So Travis Kelsey, I know it sounds chalky to say, Oh, sell the super old tight end. But like you said before, like you're just like, I'm looking at ADP and value yeah. and the market value is still saying this guy is worth mucho bucks. And I'm finally, finally getting out from Kelsey. Listen, if you can't be tight end one overall, then you got to go. <laughs> Look, I, I'm with you because at first I was like, well, yeah, of course. But you're right. Like the data is telling us people are still valuing crazy guys. He's going 308 on average in the January Superflex tight end premium ADP. He's going ahead of Mark Andrews, ahead of Hawkinson, ahead of McBride, ahead of Kyle Pitts. I would literally rather have all of those players straight up. Uh, Dalton Kincaid at seven would rather have him. It's not till we even get into the Kittle Ninjoku area that I'm even considering straight up who I would rather have. Like that's that's the range where I'm starting to like eh, I'd probably take Kelsey on the chance that he's still that guy. So you're telling me that there are one, two, three, four, five tight ends that people will give you straight up and maybe even a plus to take. Yeah, all day. All yeah, day. and I would love I would love to do that. I would love to like instead of like. You know, if you had Kelsey for a while, you're like, you're used to having a good tight end. Instead of like doing the T Higgins or 24 first, I would love to be able to get like Trey McBride, David Njoku, Cole Komet, Dalton Kincaid, Kyle Pitts, Jake Ferguson, them, and just a little plus, right? Like almost like what you said a second, like, uh, like that much. Cause like, I just want to make the lateral move, have that safety net at tight end, like get a David and Joku's literally averaging two points less per game, which is nothing. Like if I can get David and Joku plus a second for Travis Kelsey, I'm all over it. If I can get Cole Komet and maybe two seconds, I'm all over it. Right? Like something like that. Like just kind of the same thing. Like you mentioned before with Jalen Waddle, give me, Give me the one of those guys like right below uh, that people are taking right below, but then give me a little second on top in a deep draft class, definitely in super flex leagues. And I feel really good about it. We're like, now you have two seconds. Maybe you can package those two seconds, get back up to the late first. That's where there's probably some pretty good value at the running back position possibly as well. You want to get a running back or maybe like the 18th receiver off the board somewhere on the, along those lines. Sure. So yeah, sure. I mean, sometimes listen sometimes the grim reaper is coming. And there ain't no stopping it. And unfortunately, the sickle's out and that he he is at Travis Kelsey's doorstep. It's just about how long it's going to take him to pick that lock. <laughs> He's got some bony fingers, so I'm not going to be too surprised he gets in there pretty quick. Yep, yep. No, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I think it's tough because he's had such a good ride, but he's still, you can still fetch a pretty penny. Capitalize while you can because yeah. it, you probably and will could he still have two more awesome years in him? Sure, but could you easily be left holding the bag? Absolutely. And listen, he's got. And if you have Travis Kelsey, which is to be fair, I have zero Kelsey shares anymore mm-hmm. at this point in all my leagues. 
he had to have left a bad taste in your mouth because he didn't get score over 10 points in the playoffs. So like he did nothing. Even if you somehow managed to get through a championship game where he scored you like four points. Like it's just, you gotta be like, yeah, thanks for giving me here, but thanks for not helping me when it really mattered most. Yep. hundred percent. Last one here. I ended up going with Dallas Goddard and I was sad to go with Goddard because I actually like him quite a bit and I have a decent amount of shares across all my teams, but I feel like if there was a poster child for the dead zone tight end, it's Dallas Goddard over his entire career, basically. So this year he averaged 9.7 points per game. Right around that same range, Dalton Schultz had 10 points per game. Uh, Taysom Hill, 9 points per game. Hunter Henry, 8.6 points per game. Darren Waller, 9.4 points per game. Are any of those players other than Goddard getting you very excited? Absolutely not. But we still get excited when we hear Dallas Goddard because he's a talented tight end and he's tied to a good offense. And so in our minds... We're like, oh, yeah, Dallas Goddard, that's that's the guy. One, he's not like a young tight end either. Like, he's at the point of his career where he should be in his prime. He's, what, 28, 29? Let me double yeah. check here. Uh, 29. He is, wow, yeah, 29. 29 so he's going to be 30 next year. He's not young at all anymore. And he's just consistently fine. You know, even even past seasons, 10 points per game, 11.4 points per game. His highest was like 11.5 points per game, which is decent, but never elite. Never, never in that top six type of range. He just constantly lives there. But people are willing to pay more for him than they are for Dalton Schultz than they are for Hunter Henry, than they are for all of these guys who sound a lot worse, but on a points-per-game basis are really similar. So this is one of those times where you need to get in one camp or the other because you're a have-not when you have Dallas Goddard. You just don't realize it. You, You don't realize it. You're exactly the same as everyone else in your league except for those that have those top three or four guys. You're exactly the same. You just feel like you're better than that because of the name value. So for me, as much as I like Dallas Goddard, and I think he's a good player, his situation is more than likely not going to be much different anytime soon there in Philadelphia. Maybe something happens with his contract at some point, and he's able to go somewhere else. But but even at that point, he's not going to be a spring chicken anymore. So as much as it pains me, I'm out on Dallas Goddard. Yeah, man. Uh, the only bright side is the Eagles did fire their offensive coordinator today. <laughs> so right. that kind of helps. But yeah, it's just so far with Jalen Hurts in this offense, it just, you know, once they drafted Devontae Smith, where they drafted him and then traded for A.J. Brown, it was like the death sentence to Dallas Goddard because like yep. he's a third option on that team because those guys are just too good. And when it comes to talent, Dallas Goddard is extremely talented. He's a super talented tight end. But you're right. Like, I love what you said. Like, you're a have-not without even knowing it. Like, he falls into that third tier of he's a good name, but you get the same production 
out of, if not slightly better than out of Dalton Schultz, which like you said, like you can get, nobody's, everybody's drafting Dallas Goddard over Dalton Schultz. Um, you know, a guy, a guy like Logan Thomas from Washington, he scored like one more point per game and a point per game than Logan Thomas. So for me, I absolutely love Dallas Goddard. I think he's super talented, but at 29 years old on the roster, he's in, I, I would be, I'd be okay with this as well. I'm, I'm definitely, you know what Dallas Goddard is a good person to trade to is you go into dynasty GM, you go to the league analyzer and you tap that tight end better button. It's going to filter all your leagues from worst to fir- the first to worst in tight end value in dynasty. And you're just looking right there at 12, 11, 10. And you're, those are teams you're target. This is what makes the dynasty GM so great, right? Like I need to go trade Dallas Goddard to who do I go trade to? You go into the dynasty GM, you hit the league analyzer, you bring up that league, you sorted the tight ends immediately. It's going to show you everybody who needs a tight end in your roster. He still holds the name value where you could probably finagle like Dallas Goddard plus for first. Like I just, so for example, cause you were talking about it. Premium, I, probably so. So here's, here's a league um, that I know that does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I hope. Um, old league, old league. I'm in real old, probably like 13, 14 year old league at least. And um, I have Dallas Goddard, but I also have Dalton Kincaid. So I'm an offer to a team who has, no tight end, essentially none. Okay, but he's a contender. I'm also a contender. I'm offering him Dallas Scotter in my second for his first. Twenty-four Love first. Love and it. And this league is. If you ever hear me and Matt talk about a league that's old that we're in, that's not super active. This is the least active league that I'm in. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a local league, so it's all guys that like it's a good buddy. It's a buddy of ours. He was in our original dynasty league. Okay. And he started um, an offshoot. Yeah. So he was like, he wanted to, like after being in the original dynasty league, probably after, so that's 19 years old. So right around like five years of being at, he started another, he was, this was the second dynasty league I've ever joined. Um, this was like 15 years ago. He started one with all his good buddies. And then Matt and a, another person in the original dynasty nerds league are in as well that he was friends with. Um, but like, this is the kind of like when it's the off season, like there's some unplug. people that just, they just unplug <laughs> from it. So I hope he sees it. Uh, but yeah, those are kind of the offers that I'm trying to make. Like, right. Like for Dallas got it right now, like find out in the league analyze who's your tight end and kind of just, just move up. Like, I love those kind of trades too. We're like, Hey, I'll give you this and that. And then, you know, I'll give you my second in Dallas Goddard for your first. People are like, Oh, I'm getting Dallas Goddard. Same thing. Like you mentioned name value to slide down a couple picks in a draft, like nine picks. You're like, yeah, that's it, buddy. But that's the difference between you getting a, a potential really good player and just a, a role player who might never even make your active roster. Yep. Absolutely. So, all right. Love it. We'll be back next week. If you enjoy the show, uh, make sure you leave us a rating review on your phone. It always helps the podcast this time of year. You hear us talk about the GM and analyzer. It's a great time to join the nerd herd. Like last show right now, if you want to study rookies, the all 22 film is that film room is absolutely loaded up with hundreds of hours of film. The GM tool. It's, it's a perfect time of the year to get in that league. It's my favorite part of the GM is a league analyzer. Get in there. Check out my team. More importantly, check out the rest of the team. Where I stack, where they stack, what are their needs? What aren't they needs? 
put in players in the trade browser to see real up-to-date trades that have been made. So out of all our leagues, Sleeper, MFL, all the league trades that are made in those leagues, they show up in our trade finder. So there are real trades in there to check them out. That, the trade calculator, so much more. There's never a good t- better time to join the Nerd Herd than today. Check it out. Get in there. We'll be back next week with a Superflex tight end premium startup mock draft. Deuces.